hello, hello, hello. It's Camille with Soul by Camille. And I'm just here today to talk to you about buying fix and flips. So a lot of people decided that they want to get involved in the real estate game. But people come into this game every day, don't know what they're looking for, don't know what they're doing, don't know what they're buying, just don't even know where they fit in. And they're trying to purchase property. So let me just align you guys on a few things. When you are coming into the industry, you want to get involved in this fix and flip wholesale situation. You need to know what you're looking for. So there are times when you can come across a property, you may receive a good deal or substantially or significantly lower priced home than what the market calls for. That's fine. But just keep in mind, if you're not wholesaling and this is something that you want to fix, flip, and hold on to, you need to be ready for the telltale signs that you may be embarking into a money pit or a deep pocket situation because there are some properties out there that will warrant you to continue to have to spend and it, it typically stems from the older properties that have been unkept and you may run into issues such as foundation issues, structure issues, plumbing issues, just a wide array of things that could go wrong. So I want to talk about a couple of things that I did run across um, while reading an ad in Realtor Magazine. And the ad was called 12 Signs That Spell Caution in a Fixer Upper. There are just a couple of things that were listed. Um, and I want to start with the list. Okay. Because you can go into a project thinking that you got a deal. But at the end of the day, there's so many things wrong with that property. You're going to end up spending more on the problems than you did buying the property in the first place. So it's just a good rule of thumb to just keep your eyes peeled for the things that could potentially go wrong or the things that could potentially cost you a lot of money. So getting down to the meat and to the gist of why we're here. Um, so if you see windows and doors that are stuck, um, that can be a sign of a moisture problem or that the house is settling due to the age or the structural shifting. And those things are really problematic. Um, if you smell moisture in the home from mold to any type of warping, those can cause substantial damage to the home and even causing them to be uninhabitable. Okay. So that's very important because mold can severely impact the occupant's health. So even if you purchase this home and you're thinking like, oh, I'm not going to live there. I'm just going to put some tenants in there, some Section 8 tenants. That's not a good idea because that could potentially wind you up in court later on, costing you a lot, a lot of money because people's health is in danger when you purchase a property and you know that it has a problem with respiratory conditions, mold, things like that. That could cause you a problem. And back when I was renting, I did run into a problem such as that. Um, the owner, she 
had a mold problem. The mold was so bad that it deteriorated the roof. And I had a child with asthma and the mold was affecting my daughter's asthma. So, you know, me and the landlord, we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And that's the reason I was so adamant about purchasing my own property is because this landlord was a slumlord and she didn't want to correct the, the mold issue at that property. So it, it got really ugly and it ended up in litigation. Um, but another thing is you want to be aware of sloping or sagging floors. Um, that is a sign of a structural issue. Um, so, you know, you just need to really steer clear of those type of things. Foundation problems. One small crack in the home could be the beginning of a huge problem for the foundation. So you want to keep an eye out on, you know, small cracks or fissures within the wall of the properties. Um, any type of inward grading or poor drainage, short downspouts. So that, that goes for like the gutters. So anytime you have a property and let's say the, the gutters are not properly installed um, and when it rains, that water is just going all over the place. That could be a huge problem for the homeowner, you know, especially if you have water just going all over the place. So that's something that you would want to keep an eye out on and, and look out for. Bad roofing. Oh my gosh. Bad roofing is, that's very important because a new roof can cost as little as 8000 and up, just depending on the square footage of the property, the type of shingles, um, the type of roof you need, just a lot of things that go into play with that. So you want to be very careful with roofing when it comes to uh, purchasing a property as well. Um, any type of outdated wiring fuses that can cause an electrical fire. Some people purchase these properties and they don't care or they don't take into consideration these fuses, short break, short circuits, circuit breakers, whatever. This is very important because you don't want to purchase a home with outdated wiring and your house burns down to the ground. I mean, how profitable would that be? Okay. You don't want that. So check out the wiring, check out the circuit boards, just keep an eye out on that stuff. That's, that's very important. You know, and I mean, yeah, I laugh and I chuckle, but these are things that I've seen go wrong. And when people are purchasing properties and it will cause the whole deal or the transaction to just go bad and fall out of escrow. OK, um, termite damage. Oh, my gosh. I can't stress the importance of that enough. I've seen properties that has fell out of escrow because of termite damage and because, you know, the termite damage was so significant that, you know, people were just not willing to overlook that um, no matter how much or who they called out to come and treat the problem. Um, termite damage. Term I've dealt with termites before. Um at the property, like I said, I was renting and the owner did not keep the property up. I mean, cosmetically it was okay, but there were just a lot of things within the property that 
were not acceptable as far as health and safety and things like that. Um, but that property was infested with termites. It was infested with ants. Um, there was the mold damage. So she pretty much did not keep that property up. And she did disclose to me that while she was purchasing her own home for her to live in with her family, she also closed on this income property, the one that I was living in. So you can only imagine which property was going to receive more care and preferential treatment as opposed to um, the property that I was living in, okay? So, I mean, you know, guys, if you're purchasing these properties for tenants, you have to put yourself in the place of that tenant. Don't think you're going to purchase a home and just, you know, throw some cheap installations, cheap renovations, cheap remodeling, shoddy work in there for a tenant and expect that tenant to be happy with that property because you're going to run into some type of problem, no matter whether it's a, a working tenant or a section eight tenant, you're going to run into some type of problem. So I would just, best advice, rule of thumb would just be to maintain that property as if it was yours and you were living there, not as if you were purchasing it for someone else, but as if you and your family had to live in there. How would you want the water to run out of the spout? Would you want low pressure or high pressure? Would you want ants crawling in and out at their disposal? Would you want termites flying around? Just think about some of these things that you would want if you were living in that property. You know what I mean? Don't subject someone to live substandard if you're not willing to live like that. I, I just don't think it's fair, especially when you're expecting that person to, to be happy and satisfied with paying you a certain amount of rent each and every month. I mean, it's only right. Um... Also, you may want to keep in mind, you know, a property that is generating or producing high energy bills. That's also a typical red flag that you may want to avoid or try to rectify before purchasing some type of fixed flip income property. Um, another thing to keep in mind is if you're purchasing a home in a historic area, uh, where they have special zoning requirements, um, you may want to keep that in mind because although you may have a vision for that property or what you want to do to it, do with it, the city may have a different agenda for that property just because it is located or situated in a historic zone. So don't think that you're going to purchase this property and turn it into a magic castle if it's in a historic zoning area because you're going to get shot down by the city and not literally shot down, but the city will turn you down. And then, you know, your idea will go into shambles because you have to be in accordance with the zoning for that specific historic zone or that specific historic site. Um, and last but not least, if the property is listed sold as is, that's a rule of thumb that you want to be careful for because that could potentially mean that the property has so much damage that, you know, once you've closed on it, there's no turning back. So always, always, always 
get a home, some type of home buyer's inspection, um, especially when it says sold as is. So you can know exactly what you're getting into and just have some sort of ballpark figure on what you may have to spend coming out of the pocket. Um, because some people purchase properties, like I said, at a substantially lower discounted rate, and they're unaware of the volume or the cost of the repairs that may be anticipated to get the property into good shape. So I just wanted to go ahead and point those things out because you know, there are so many people that want to jump into real estate, but they don't know what the hell they're doing. And, you know, it's only going to leave a bad taste in their mouths if they don't, if they're not prepared. So that's all I have for now. And I just wanted to bring that to the table. So thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. I'm signing out. Take care.